0: What is an open relationship? Uh, Um, 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 uh, To be honest, I don't actually know too much about them. Welcome to Opened. One woman's hashtag journey to opening your heart, your mind... And your legs like never before. You're actively stepping into something that to a lot of society is just like
1: deplorable. If you really love someone, why would you want to limit them? It's going to bring up the deepest, darkest parts of yourself and lots of trauma. (laughs)
2: Whose idea is this podcast again? Fuck me. (laughs) That was one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just cut your chest open, put a mic in front of it and see what happens.
0: This is Opened. As a quick recap from episode one, here's where we're at. Since this is a podcast about open relationships, we figured out once and for all what actually is an open relationship? We asked sexologist and relationship expert, Dr. Nikki Goldstein, to give us the lowdown. You create what it is.
1: This is where people who are not in open relationships get it confused because if you are in a monogamous relationship, you're constructing a relationship that is based on someone else's rules, laws. You haven't come up with that. And that's the thing with an open relationship. It's up to you to construct how that works
0: specifically. I did the rounds and called up a few of my friends to see what they think about the whole situation. What would you say if I told you I was in an open relationship? Um, I would say that's a bit different, um, yeah, that's that's different. (laughs) And I told you about Raf, the guy I've been dating for the past couple of months. Since meeting, he and I have been having long, beautiful conversations about love and partnership. There have been hours worth of chats about our mutual interest of being in an open relationship too, but neither of us have really done that properly before, which is what sparked me to actually want to make this podcast in the first place, to document the figuring out phase of an open relationship at the same time as figuring out a whole new person. Then I asked Raf if he, like me, would be up for sharing and recording his experience across this series
2: <laughs> sounds sounds pretty exposing. Like I said the other day, I, I think it's great. I'm interested in in it. Um, I just didn't realise that meant. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, I feel weird. <laughs>
2: yeah, don't no, don't don't feel weird. Okay, I I support you on this. It sounds um yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, I'm I'm like I I'm mean.
0: And once I got his yes to being involved, I drove around to his house, I stuck some microphones in his face, and I started asking some pretty big questions. So, like, am I someone that you would even say that you are in a relationship with? <laughs> oh, uh,
2: yeah, that's a good question. Um...
0: And now you're up to date. Welcome to episode two. And welcome to Raf's couch, where we are sitting, waiting for his answer together, like fucking desperados. I hate that I'm asking him this question, because it goes against a lot of my ethos of not putting labels on things, or boxing people into tiny definitions. Truly, I'm normally a go-with-the-flow kind of gal, but for the sake of this podcast, and for the sake of really trying to enter into a relationship differently and more consciously than I ever have before, I think it's really important to know where Raph and I stand with each other and to have that vocalised, not assumed.
2: Well, to be honest, I, I always agree to do podcasts about relationships with everyone I meet, so maybe this isn't anything more than just that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would say you. I do see you as someone that I am entering into the early stages of some kind of relationship with. It would be awkward if I'd said no. Yeah,
0: I know. It would be a very short (laughs) podcast series.
2: All this microphone gear, pack it up, back in the car, see you later.
0: (laughs) So now that I have a bit of clarity around how Raf sees me and I've given him the same in return. I guess it's time that I filled you in a little more on him.
2: My name is Raf.
0: See that worked. It's a good name. It's yep. your fake name.
2: Don't tell him that.
0: No, but they I, know that already. We can't lie to anybody. Hey. It's not your real name. Okay. But I feel like Raf suits you. Great. Yeah. Okay. Your name's Raf. How do we meet?
2: We met Ugh. <laughs> We met online.
0: Oh, I hate that.
2: Own it. It's all right. That's what people are doing, I guess.
0: I guess, like, how else would I've met you? Yeah, I mean, you're not at the club, like, yeah. How else are our paths going across? If it's not for a dating app, sure. Which, okay, so swiping along, and here I am, and here you are. This is such an ego boost. Tell me about what it is that you swiped right on.
2: Ah. Uh, Honestly it was
0: Oh shit is this going to be bad? <laughs> no. Honestly I thought you'd put out. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. No you it's gonna kind of, I don't no it's, it's the truth. You It was your smile. You had this like beaming little grin on your face yeah. that looked equal parts mischievous mm. and warm and kind and um I think you were like you want were you on a motorbike or something? Were you on, were you on a motorbike? Yes. Yeah, there's a yeah, photo of me yeah, yeah. on the
0: back of a... Um, where was that? We are in Nicaragua. Yeah. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And, yeah, I think you you had mentioned in your little bio that you just got back from travelling overseas. Yes, and
0: yeah. I think that's what we started talking about. Yeah,
2: I could relate to the yes. feeling of coming home after being away for a long time and yeah. trying to reintegrate back into a life that you left years ago. And I'm
0: still trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but pretty quickly our conversations, even though it was like via dating app to then text, I feel like it was pretty uh, indicative of who we are as people, right? Like it was pretty like deep and intense from the get-go. It wasn't like what's your job? Do you have any siblings? siblings. <laughs> <laughs> the worst possible date question.
2: Um, yeah, I think we we'll, we both bumped paths at a time where we were up for and open to just diving deep into some real chat. And I think that was also beautiful about the experience even though we laugh and cringe about the online element was that because we didn't see each other in the real world for like quite a while. I reckon it was like… Six weeks?
0: Yeah, it was almost two months, yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. And instead we ended up writing really long, um, well-crafted… Thought out letters to each other, uh, which I like. I would remember getting quite excited when mm. I'd hear the the ping and see this scroll of Same. text from you, and um, how equally excited or nervous I was when I'd send a reply and just mm-hmm, like wait mm-hmm. and see what Same. if if I'd asked to follow in on of a question or if if there was going to be a point where I was like that was. That was too too much or where the boundary was in terms of what we could cover just basically with a stranger through text. And then it never seemed to hit a point where I think we we're both up for it in game to yeah. to a ask hard questions yeah. or I don't like the word intense, but just big questions but also
0: well there were big like back
2: it up with answers
0: well there were questions like are you afraid to die what is your biggest fear in life what's the last thing that you masturbated over when
2: did you last break someone's heart
0: when was your uh, you know what's something that you're ashamed of like what's uh, what are your thoughts on marriage and and i suppose one of the things that I, obviously the openness amongst many other things, but I felt mega intrigued um, and uh, and which kind of leads us to this point and and talking about this podcast that was kind of inspired by a lot of these conversations around relationship and like looking at relating to somebody in a kind of, in a different way. So I guess like we've had these like really beautiful like long um, conversations um, about openness and like challenging monogamy and like entering into connection consciously that have been like beautiful to kind of like luxuriate into but I suppose like to bring people up to speed. Like um, I don't know, can you speak to that a little bit?
2: Sure. Um, I guess from my point of view at a time of life where we met, for me I um, have been and am still curious and open to navigating relationships that aren't necessarily monogamous or more about questioning whether there's more than one way to have a healthy, loving relationship with someone. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't abiding by the rules that are set around us from the way we see, the way we watched our parents relate or the way we're told relationships are in the world, that if you don't abide by those guidelines, is there something... A, wrong with you or wrong with the relationship you're in. Um, I guess it sort of comes from a, a desire just to, to question and a curiosity that you're told this is how to do something but my innate personality is when I'm told to do something, I'm always like, well, why? Mm-hmm. And if so, what's the other way to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think perhaps that's that's born out of spending the majority of my 20s in a very very stable, beautiful, monogamous relationship. Um, Same. Yeah. Mm. And not that there's anything like I have such fond uh, memory and respect to that time in my life and I wouldn't be the person I was now without that experience. Um, but I guess maybe like having had such a successful monogamous experience, part of that is now just general curiosity. Can I experience... A similar level of connectionness and love with someone when it's not monogamous and it's not sort of prescribed as how you're meant to do relationship um, so yeah in terms of the conversations we've had I guess it's been exploring that and I think it's it's timely that we had connected at a time in our lives we are both up for and open to exploring the depths of what relationship can be
0: Um, what a dreamboat. I told you. (laughs) It couldn't be a louder, more enthusiastic yes from me to openness when we talk like this. It just makes sense that opening your heart to more can only mean one thing. Your heart gets to experience exactly that, more. All great in theory, which has kind of been our experience so far. A theory. We've spoken really esoterically about both wanting to challenge the parameters of relationship. The conversation you just heard has been one of the many. But on the ground and kind of practically speaking, what does that actually look like? Okay, so we like each other. We, (laughs) awkward. Why are you Uh, blushing? Huh?
2: Why are you blushing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are both interested in challenging the parameters around what a relationship looks like, interested in exploring what open relating looks like. Fucking brilliant. But, like, uh, I guess up until this point we've spoken quite esoterically around the concepts of that. So, like, on the ground, tangible terms, what does this look like for you? What is an ideal kind of... Relationship or open relationship look like?
2: Well, what does it look like? It looks like, I guess, it's knowing that you have the the freedom to. Um, Oh, fuck, this is difficult.
0: Isn't it? It's really hard.
2: Uh, No, no, it's not hard because I know I thought about this. I know what the answer to this is. It looks like um, having a healthy communicative relationship with someone. Oh, fuck, that sounds stupid. Um, I'm thinking too much in my head. (laughs) I get the water sound you don't have to use any of this. Don't use any of this. You're gonna use all the, you, you, Don't use all the awkward I'm stuff. I'm
0: going to use all of this because that's what this is. Like that's why nobody does a podcast on this. I'm going to be honest. Like I've Googled this a lot and there's not really that much out there in terms of apart from like cosmopolitan US that's like the three things to think about and an open relating, you know, like use condoms. I'm like, yeah, cool. But like... I don't know, like navigating it and this space of like getting to know someone at the same time as like, I don't know, like having, feeling this like, because it's not just sexual. I guess like up to this point mm. uh, for me when I would think about like mm. open relationships, I was like, oh, yeah, it just means that you like fuck lots of different people at once but I suppose navigating the this like openness for, for physicality with this person but also... Um, like a depth of like a, a emotional connection too is, is not something that any of my friends have been through that I really feel as though I, mm. I can speak to anybody about either to bounce ideas off of. So like this is kind of really new. Excuse me, guys. Would you mind if I was to ask you a question for a podcast? Sure. What do you think it would feel like to be in an open relationship? <laughs> Jesus. What a question!
1: <laughs> um, for me, I think it would be a lot of uncertainty, second guessing everything, not knowing where you stand with that person, what they're saying to other people. I guess.
0: But I think it depends on the person you are, because or the type of relationship you have, because it could also feel scary and make you feel insecure.
1: I think there would be so much wading through emotions and situations that I've never dealt with that that would be really draining. To be honest, it's never even anything I've considered, so feel scary. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't want to get fucked over, really. Is that a question that you're asking me? Yeah. Because I'm married? Or, yeah. Um, hmm. oh, I haven't
2: put a lot of thought into it, I must admit. <laughs> But thank you very much for putting me
0: on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Gav, come on, chop me out of here, bros. This is all I've been thinking about recently. It's always on my mind, constantly, relationships, about challenging and expanding my ideas of how much my heart can love and just how unconditional my unconditional can be. So I asked sexologist and relationship expert Dr Nikki Goldstein, um, like... What now? Do research with people who have been in this space
1: before you and to talk to as many people as you can that have different variations of open relationships, whether it's listening to content that they've created, you know, trying to catch up with people in person or jump online and just have a talk and ask them all those questions because that also too might help you construct more specific rules for you and your partner. And you may get people that will say, hey, this is what worked for us. Um, This is some of the obstacles we faced along the way. But at the same time, you've got to be careful of people who are preaching the lifestyle as the way of being because it's not a hard sell that you're after. You're already committed to exploring this. What you need is the realism of what it can be like, because that's where you will create your own rules and boundaries based on potentially some of the experiences that they've been through whilst checking in with yourselves, how it sits with you.
0: I swear to God, if I had a dollar for every time I've come across the word boundaries in the last few months, I'd be a rich bitch, but I'm not. Instead, I'm relatively broke with relatively no idea how to identify my own boundaries. Why is it so hard for me to put into words what I don't and do want in a relationship? I wonder if Raf has ever thought about this. Have you ever had like a boundaries contract with someone? Like that you date or like are in a relationship with?
2: Uh, Not a written one but there's been a general understanding I guess of what's okay, what's not, what's what we're open to and what we aren't. Yeah. Have you?
0: I have. But I I feel as though it was like more of a kind of clarity around that it was more of a physical connection that was kind of like – it was kind of after a big relation – after my big relationship ended and I was like I can kind of give you this but I can't give you this and are you cool with that? You know, but it wasn't – like for me it didn't feel like that in depth in terms of like what to discuss and what not to because it was quite clear from my perspective that I I had a lot to give – and that was like a, a beautiful connection with somebody, but it was like pretty clear for me that I didn't, I didn't really want any, like in terms of emotional involvement. I was just like, I'm so not in that space. Um, that was pretty clear cut. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I was speaking to this expert recently, and she said, well, any kind of dating 101 is like having conversations around like boundaries, and how it can, you can even sit down and like write a contract, and maybe we don't have to actually write it. Maybe it would be fun, actually. Should we write a contract?
2: A legally binding contract. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you will give me head once a day till you die. No. Um, I haven't really thought too much about it now. I just thought initially to bring it up and then maybe we can go away and think about it. Thoughts, feelings, emotions.
2: Yeah. I, I I, think that's given what we're embarking on. Yeah, I think a contract would be a good
0: starting point. Okay. Would you be ready to roll now? Like would you know what's... I'm ready. Born ready, baby. Hang on, would you know? Because I wouldn't. I'd really have to go away and think think about what my boundaries are. Dear diary, this is my first ever diary entry recording on my phone and I basically feel like I am in the Big Brother house sitting in the diary room circa 2003 right about now. Fuck, that show is such a vibe. Anyway, um... I've been thinking literally nonstop about the advice that Dr. Goldstein gave us a little while back about setting boundaries and sitting down and doing that with your partner. And, I, and like, I think she even used the words, like, writing out a contract, like, s- sitting down and physically writing something out, which, which sounds, like, so intenso, but welcome to my life right now. Um, anyway... I spoke to Raf about potentially sitting down and doing that together, which he was bang up for. God love him. But when I asked him, he was kind of like, yeah, cool. Yep, you want to do that now? And that really surprised me because it is taking me a really fucking long time to think about a single boundary. I really want to do this right and get it right and I'm scared of getting it wrong because if it's something we're setting in place for a new relationship, it's obviously very important. Everybody I speak to and everything I read and stuff online is all like boundary, 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 boundary. So I think in some ways that's almost like frozen me into this, yeah, into this fear state of setting in concrete a boundary and then feeling stuck to that if it's not something that suits, which I know is ridiculous, but I can't seem to get started.
2: <clears throat> um, mm, dear Diary. That sounds weird. Okay, I'm not going to say that. Um, okay, Christy wanted me to do a little voice memo uh, to, to talk about the homework we've been set. I didn't realise we're going to be getting set homework in this process. (laughs) Um, I am uh, thinking about and creating boundaries around our open relationship, although I don't really feel the need to do homework on this because to me it's pretty straightforward. It's about safety for each other when it comes to sexual practice with other people and being respectful um, to keep each other safe in that regard. And then just to be honest and to let each other know how we're feeling, where we're at, who else we're seeing or being with. And yeah, as long as there's an open dialogue around that, that's all I really need. Um, Yeah. Okay. Thank you, (laughs) diary. Still sounds weird.
0: (laughs) Before we wrap up this episode of Opened, I feel compelled to share a little bit about why. Why this topic? Why open relationships? Why make a podcast out of this when you can kind of make a podcast on anything? Because my curiosity. I'm freakishly curious and there's nothing I find more worthy of my curiosity than people and the way those people relate to other people and those other people relate to the other people. Relationships have been my life's greatest teacher and they've been a constant source of fascination for me. I love watching couples in like a non kind of creepy way, (laughs) the way they interact with each other, the things they say to each other without saying anything at all. I was in an eight-year monogamous relationship for most of my 20s, and when that relationship ended, I started navigating hashtag single life a few years ago. It's felt like a crash course in personal growth. At times, it's been confronting and hard and fucking beautiful. Dating has taught me so much about myself and so much about people in general, but Recently, I've come to realize that for all my natural curiosity, I've never delved too deep in questioning what kind of relationship I want to be in beyond a monogamous one with someone that I'm lit up by because there didn't really seem to be too much of a say over that. I've had a lot of experiences and I've met a lot of people who have made me think about love about partnership, about the things I would and I wouldn't do again, about the kind of relationship I do and I don't want to be in. And right now, this, (laughs) this is the kind of relationship that I want to be in. Do we learn need to do something official? Official? (laughs) I'm just thinking, like, I feel excited but I'm also like, do we need to like mark this somehow? Like, do we need to like cut a ribbon on something? You know, and people like buy new houses and they like cut a big ribbon, or like you buy a car and there's like a big bow on it, or something.
2: Can I put a big bow on me?
0: Like to, oh, yeah, like to oh <laughs> around both of us, like oh, to right. mark the opening of a relationship. It's kind of like we're stepping into this space and we're like, you, you know, like celebrating that it's like open for business. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. I think it's fun. I think it's great. Like, do you have...
2: What do you want? Some ribbon?
0: I want some ribbon. I want a big red ribbon and I look. want and I want some novelty size scissors.
2: Let me check what I can find in my drawer. <laughs> mm. I don't have any ribbon.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't have a no. big novelty size ribbon?
2: No novelty scissors, but I've got some some string.
0: Oh, that's twine. That's
2: quite. Right. Dep- Beggars can't be truces, right? Depressing. No, it's it's glamorous. Okay. It's organic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got some brown string. It's got not some... quite the bright red ribbon I was hoping. i have got
2: some brown string and some um, kitchen scissors.
0: Ah, okay. Well,
2: cut away, my darling.
0: Okay, so what? Where are we going to? So you? So Raf's just holding out the the string, the shit string. <laughs> And I've got these rusty scissors.
2: Okay oh <laughs> cut yourself. And then
0: I'm going to – this is a moment. Okay. I just thought it was important to mark the moment that we're having. Like we might look back on this moment and be like – It's cute. Go on. Yeah. Cut
2: the ribbon. Do okay. it.
0: Okay. Oh. Hey. It's cut. We open, girls.
2: <laughs> and boys.
0: <laughs> and boys. Great. Do you feel good?
2: Do you feel different?
0: Yeah, I feel so different. You look different. Like <laughs> me versus 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Do you think people walk down the street and be like, those guys are in an open relationship? Uh, uh,
2: we're definitely better to tell now.
0: You know, like some people get married and they wear a ring, you know, like other people get twined and they cut it open with scissors, you know? Yeah. Each to their own. <laughs> Each
2: to their
0: own. We didn't have a big red ribbon or a pair of novelty-sized scissors, and we don't have a how-to guide either. Trust me. (laughs) If there was, I'd copy and paste that shit into my life right now because there are moments where I feel really conflicted. I'm falling so hard for an incredible person right now, and a huge part of me is pulled towards monogamy so that I can protect what I know that we have, but simultaneously I can't ignore the voice that's inside me calling to explore and expand my experience of relationship even though I know it will inevitably hurt me, him and it could end up meaning that things end all And for all the books and the blogs that I am currently reading about open relationships – I've never really connected with a real-life someone approaching a relationship in a different way. I don't mean an expert or an author or a psychologist because there are decades' worth of brilliant resources on alternative relationships out there. Just a Google search away. No, I mean a real-life someone who is willing to put their experience of figuring out an open relationship as they're figuring it out. I don't want the finished product, bro. I want the process. Listening to a couple who opened up their marriage 10 years ago is helpful, but I just wish I could hit rewind on their story back to when they were in the thick of it and hear from them a decade ago, when shit was messy, when they were wading knee-deep through the newness and discovery and they were experiencing it for the first time and sharing it with me, not a distant memory of what they remember it to feel like. Sometimes I found it and I'm finding it hard to connect with people because they make this all sound easy because there are times, like right now, I'm finding this not easy. I guess I want to make a podcast that I want to listen to right now that I'm not able to find, which in some ways you could say is relatively self-centred to be making a podcast for myself. But I figured if I couldn't find a somebody to share this hashtag journey with, surely that's the case for a few other people out there too. You heard from my friends. Most of them have never really considered being in an open relationship, which is so great. It's their truth. But it can feel quite lonely out here. So (laughs) that's why I've decided to share this, whatever this is whatever this becomes and believe me when i say i will not hold back maybe i'll need a symbolic shoulder to cry on an ear to chew on or even a hand to high five which is where you come in now you have unknowingly signed up to be my support crew by listening to this podcast okay thanks bye (laughs) you can consider me your ride or die We in this together now. I've got a feeling that this is going to be one hell of a ride. I hope you brought snacks. Next time on Opened.
2: I guess the fear is to enter this paradigm, this agreement, but then for things to change and not to be equal standing still.
0: My biggest fear is that I'm not enough. That you, like, meet someone and they're better than me and you fall for them and want to be with them as over me. Hello, Mum. Hello, Christy. It's very formal, really, isn't it? <laughs> to me, that is probably, yeah, a perfect relationship. I don't know right now. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> if you liked this episode of Opened, subscribe to make sure you don't miss the next one. And if you're feeling it, Leave us a review on iTunes. It'll help open up this series to way more people. And if you're still looking for more, you can follow us on Instagram. Just search Opened Podcast.